the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The scriptures are clear that we are engaged in spiritual warfare, but we fight not against flesh and blood. One of the problems with a spiritual warfare paradigm is that it can lead us to a false impression that when the wicked are succeeding, that means we are failing. But that's not how it works. But it sometimes feels like that's the way it works. Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. I'm Mike Trout. This is a daily visit from Church of the Highlands, and I think of it as a devotional time. Do you have regular devotions? Well, join us each day for a few minutes, and we'll help make that happen. We're in a study through the book of Daniel, and Pastor Leighton will pick up where we left off yesterday in just a moment. I'll talk a bit more about what's currently happening with worship and ministry at Church of the Highlands when we get down to the end of today's study. You can check us out on the web at highlands.us. Returning to Chapter 6 of Daniel, here's Pastor Layton. Non-Christians are not the enemy. They are victims of the enemy. The famous General Sun Tzu wrote, All warfare is based on deception. Satan is the master of deception. And victims of Satan's deceit are trapped and must be rescued. Now, God is sovereign. He can do whatever he pleases, and no one holds him into account, but everyone is accountable to him. And the heart of sinful man rebels to the very idea of a sovereign God. They want to be free from any outside control. Sinners think they're free, but they don't realize how much they're really in bondage to their rebellious fallen nature, to the schemes of Satan, and the pressure to conform to the ways of this world. They've been deceived into thinking they are free, when in fact they are in bondage. They are captives. And so the goal of our conversations and relationships with them is not to wait and see if God brings judgment on them, but to try to persuade them to receive Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord, to repent and receive Christ Jesus as their Savior and Lord. Our goal is to persuade them. Our goal is persuasion. That's what Daniel was all about. Daniel was able to persuade King Nebuchadnezzar, one of the most difficult men, when you think about it, to persuade. What, why would he change He was the most powerful man on earth. There was none more powerful. There was none wealthier. He could do whatever he wanted. He could go wherever he wanted. Why would he be persuaded to do anything different? He served a demonic God. He mocked the true God. He was unreasonable, short-tempered, arrogant, murderous, and cruel. And yet every conversation that we have between he and Daniel, Daniel's always treating him with respect and grace. You see, when we treat people as our enemies, we harden their hearts 
and build up a wall that makes their repentance all the more unlikely. Nebuchadnezzar ultimately declared the sovereignty and majesty of Almighty God, God Most High, because of the persuasion, the influence of Daniel, who treated him not as an enemy, but as a friend. We're to love our enemies. We are to follow Daniel's example. How do we love our enemies? Well, the Bible provides us the definition of godly love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. We love when we are patient and kind. We love when we're not arrogant, rude, self-seeking, easily angered. We love when we celebrate whenever truth wins out. We love when we treat others with the same grace with which we have been treated by God. We are called to love one another. We are called to love our enemies. The scriptures are clear that we are engaged in spiritual warfare. But we fight not against flesh and blood. One of the problems with a spiritual warfare paradigm is that it can lead us to a false impression that when the wicked are succeeding, that means we are failing. But that's not how it works. Listen to the words of Jeremiah to the exiles in Babylon, the very same people of Daniel's time. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all who I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. These are the instructions. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Did you hear that? Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into captivity. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it. Because if it prospers, you too will prosper. The principle still applies. In order to bring glory to the name of Jesus, we need to prosper where we live. And we're not here by accident. God has not only numbered our days, he's also chosen where and when we're going to spend them. Daniel was assigned to Babylon. Joseph was assigned to Egypt. The early Christians were assigned to Rome. And we've been assigned to the San Francisco Bay Area. Our task is clear. 
We're to proclaim the gospel to lost people with a desire that they repent and receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Our goal is to win them over, to persuade them. But we're never going to be able to persuade them if we're treating them with anger, resentment, and disrespect. After treating that way, to try to tell them we love you with the love of Jesus doesn't make any sense. And it's not believable. So in conclusion, if our sins are forgiven and our destiny is assured, if we are joint heirs with Jesus and he's coming back for us and to set all things right, then it's not appropriate for us to despair over whoever it is who becomes president or who is appointed to the Supreme Court. We need to keep the big picture in mind. And we need to keep the main thing, the main thing. Big picture, main thing. What's the big picture? The big picture is this world is not our home. We're just passing through. Our home is heaven. Where there's not going to be any more disease. There's not going to be any more violence. There's not going to be any more death. That's where we're headed. We're just passing through this world. Now, while we're in this world, we do have an assignment, and that is to be missionaries and to be ambassadors of Christ's kingdom. But that's the big picture. And it's important that we keep the big picture in mind or the things that are happening around us will swallow us. What's the main thing? Well, as a church, the main thing is to fulfill our commission. Our commission was given to us by Jesus. And the commission is to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Jesus promised he would surely be with us to the very end of the age and always. That is our commission, our assignment as a church. Or as I have heard it said by a pastor very clearly, We as the church in America are not here to save America. We are here to save Americans by bringing them to Jesus Christ. That's our assignment. Our assignment as individuals, that's to be salt and light. Salt and light. Salt is a preservative. Light represents the beacon of truth and righteousness. We are called to be salt and light wherever we are. In church, at work, at home, at play, in the voting booth. We have an opportunity to be salt and light in the voting booth. We are ambassadors of Christ's kingdom, and we need to represent Christ's values in the voting booth. And if you don't know what that looks like, read the party platform and find the party that is best in alignment with Christ's values. Don't miss an opportunity to be salt and light. Lord, we thank you for Daniel, for his life, for his testimony, for the book that has given us so many insights over the weeks and given us such encouragement through difficult times. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. 
Lord, we are not here by accident. You've placed each and every one of us here for a purpose. Lord, help us to be a Daniel for our generation. We pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. I've mentioned several times during this series that it originally aired in 2016, and this particular message from the series entitled Two Kingdoms was preached right after the national election in November. That might help you better understand some of Pastor Layton's comments, which are certainly important for us to process as we look forward to November of this particular year. Pastor Layton Sheely is the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, where things are slowly opening back up. All those specifics are updated regularly on the website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Or you can call with any questions, 650-873-4095. Also, if you need help during this strange time, please call and ask. We'll try and do what we can. That's 650-873-4095. I'm Mike Trout. Have a blessed rest of your day. And come back tomorrow as we begin the final message in this series and study verse by verse.